not so sure of the is grand to call it preaching today. Hopefully it's more leading and contemplation. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and redeemer. Amen. There are a lot of sayings about finding God in the garden, and this is one of my favourites. I love to think of nature as an unlimited broadcasting station through which God speaks to us every hour if we will only tune in. Nearly two years ago, I had the misfortune to suffer a fairly significant concussion injury. And for quite some time, I was unable to read, or only read a little. I couldn't use the computer very much. And any real thinking literally made my brain hurt. And so I spent quite a lot of time out and about in my garden, not necessarily really doing anything, but just being. And so today's thoughts are some of the learnings from that time. Okay, so rooted and established, lessons from my garden. And our reading in Ephesians talks about being rooted and established in love. So whether we think of it in terms of in love and faith and God, however, as we go through these images, what's going to happen is I'll share an image with a thought or two and maybe a backstory. Then there'll be about a half minute to think through what it might mean to us. And then at the end I've got a selection of the images at the front and at the back. And there'll be a bit longer where people can go and choose one or two that speak to them and maybe find somebody else and share a dialogue between them. Some of the ideas or the thoughts that come from it. Thank you, Paula. When we and our faith are well rooted and established, we have the capability to feed others. Appropriate for um, Social Service Sunday, but also in terms of if we, if you are a plant, and you produce too much, you can actually shrivel up. And it may not be feeding on a large scale like fruit, it may simply be nectar for the bees. Sometimes, the end of something is actually the beginning of what is meant to be. When you think of a caterpillar and the process it goes from egg, then it changes, hatches out to be a caterpillar. Then it eats and eats and gets bigger and fatter and then it becomes a chrysalis. When it goes through another change and then after time in the chrysalis, it comes out again as a butterfly. So sometimes in our faith journey, sometimes in our life journey, we come to something which we think is an end, but it's actually a new beginning.
this one's not from my garden because I didn't think to get a photo when I pulled out the agapanthus. So this um, reading comes from Mark 4 verse 6 and Matthew 13 verse 6. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. A plant that has a substantial root can be very difficult to kill. It can last through drought, it can last through blood. In terms of our faith, if we have a very good root system, a very embedded faith, then that faith can survive an awful lot of things in life. We don't have to do this on our own. Sometimes we can be so busy doing things for other people or producing fruit that we can overbear our branches. This orange tree produces very heavily every year, but this branch is never in danger because it leans on the rail for the, um, that goes alongside the step. So unlike the branches next to it, it still remains relatively supported. And I never have to worry that it's actually going to snap, unlike some of the other branches next to it. So in our lives, sometimes we can take on too much, or sometimes life gives us things that feel as though they are too much. Never be afraid to ask for help. Asking for help through our faith, yes, but also asking others to help. That's not a sign of being weakness, of being weak. It's actually a sign of knowing your strength and being strong. Battle the caterpillars and snails any way you can. Mint is normally a very hardy, thriving plant, and I like to use it quite a bit. But periodically, my mint gets demolished. And so I'm trying all sorts of things in order to protect my mint. So in this one, I've got um, bird netting around it to try and stop whatever the flying thing is that's laying the eggs that then puts the caterpillars in that then demolish my mint from happening. But if you look really closely, you'll see even that wasn't quite enough. I've still got a few munched leaves on my mint. Our faith is like that too. What are we doing to battle the snails and the caterpillars of life to protect that mint, to pre protect that faith, to protect our spiritual life?
believe, I was trying to find the, the piece or the article uh, before today and I couldn't lay my hands on it, but one of the brothers from the Society of St John the Evangelist was talking about how he seems to feel at times in his faith journey he goes through life without feeling that real closeness with God. And then all of a sudden something will happen. Ah, you are still there. This plant, this chrysanthemum, was a present from a friend. And every year after it's finished flowering, it dies down to just a series of sticks. And every year I worry that I've lost this plant. And then when I go out and look, I can see the little new shoots growing up underneath. We may not feel God's presence close to us all the time, but we can believe that God is still there. Believe it or not, this is out the trunk of our peach tree. And believe it or not, this peach tree produces, if I can get to them before the birds and everything else, a couple of dozen peaches every year. Really good peaches. But it's a very broken, rotten stump. And this was probably one of the biggest lessons in faith and life that I learned during my concussion. I was no longer as capable as I normally was. But that didn't mean I was capable of nothing. Or it didn't mean I was totally incapable. There were still things I could do and be. And even now I have to tell myself not to limit myself. So one of the challenges in our faith and in our faith's practice is not to limit ourselves because of what we are not. As we get older, we are not so robust and sound and have the same amount of energy. If you suffer a concussion or something similar, you cannot function in the same way you have. But you are still capable of things. Take delight in the unexpected. That old saying, stop and smell the roses. Have our eyes and our ears and our senses open for those little moments of joy that come from creation, that are God speaking to us through creation. It might be the unexpected smell of a flower coming into bloom. It might be the sound of a bird call that you haven't heard from. Pretty sure at the moment we've got a great warbler in our area or something that's mimicking it because it's a beautiful bird. How do we 
take time? How do we open ourselves to see, hear, feel, experience the unexpected and take delight in it? spiritual life needs regular watering. This hydrangea was in a pot that I had forgotten about and so it didn't get watered. <clears throat> and you can see the dead sticks of what were supposed to have been the growth for that year. Fortunately we got to it in time and watered the plant and it survived and it produced new growth but it never got to flower on the growth that was meant to be. But it did get to flower again in the future. Our faith also needs that regular watering, our spiritual life, in order to be able to flower and to fruit. How do we make sure that that's happening? Sometimes, more than water is needed. Our poor lemon tree has been producing very heavily, and as you can see, it needs a shot of fertiliser, because the leaves are just about the same colour as the lemons. Sometimes our faith journey, or our spiritual journey, needs more than just its regular watering. What are the ways that we provide those nutrients for our faith to be strong and to flourish and to keep producing fruit? And this was probably the hardest lesson for me. At times we simply need to rest in the warmth of the sun.
So if you'd like to choose some of the pictures, then you're welcome to take them home, either to spring more conversations or if you simply want to talk with your neighbours around what you've heard. There's um, two or three sets of the pictures up at the back and there's two or three sets of the pictures up at the front. I've only printed off the ones that are my own photos, not the one that wasn't. And so if I give you five minutes maybe to, to either contemplate further or to converse, and then we'll come back and close in prayer before I hand it back to you. Photos of the yeah. area, some yeah. photos of the